welcome to episode 113 of the Rouge One Nagelian podcast. I am your host, Saji Ikari. Uh, oh, uh, I thought you were going to say your name after that. No. Saji Ikari Sampath. Oh, I was waiting for you to say your last name. Um, uh, I did. It was Saji Ikari. Oh, right. Um, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien out. is... I mean, uh, Peter Jackson is a is a coward for not putting Tom Bombadil in the Fellowship of the Ring movies. Matt Gould. Matt Gould. No, I think that should just be your title for this episode. <laughs> Peter Jackson's a coward, and every time we refer to you, it should be, Peter Jackson's a coward. What did you think about that? <laughs> Peter Jackson's a coward for not putting Tom Bombadil in the movies. Yes. What do you think about, et cetera? It would have. It rolls uh, off the tongue. Yeah, all right. Wouldn't it have just been a great addition to the movies if, if it, if they just screech to a halt, right after the, they escape the uh, ring race in the town and and they have to fucking deal with uh, this lunatic. Who it turns out is like the most powerful fucking being in the entire <laughs> he just universe. Talks nonsense and sings gibberish for forty five minutes. Yes, indeed. What do you think, third host? <laughs> this is so seamless. I'm Brian. Seamless transition. Fisher. Perfect. Ba-ba-ba. Well, Matt, you started talking about Tom Bombadil and how much uh, Peter Jackson's a coward. You want to just d- dig in? Well, it's mostly because I've been uh, listening to the audiobook of Fellowship of the Rings on Audible. Try it for free. <laughs> uh, You're not getting paid by them yet. Well. <laughs> Maybe some of us are getting paid indirectly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in some way, shape, or form, Audible might sponsor this podcast. Right. But uh, because of my secret explicit. side podcast that I get actual do ad reads for. That's what he's the referring Bri-cast. to. The Brycast. Please kill me if I ever start a podcast called The Brycast. Well, how else will you get paid by uh, for your influence? I just want Bry bucks. I want company dollars, damn it. Uh. Um, Okay, so you're listening to the Lord of the Rings books on Audible, like for yeah. funsies, or you never heard, read them before? Well, I was like, I was like, man, I well, no, I haven't read them before, and I was like, I want to, um, I don't really, you know, read, and I have Audible, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good reason to use Audible, especially yeah. if you can't read. Well, I mean, you know, you just you get the credits, you know, whether you want them or not. Uh-huh. So. It's, All right. It felt so like a good wh- credit, you know. How far are you into the Lord of the Rings? They are just literally starting the council. Oh, at Rivendell. Yeah. So, how... so you're still in, you're still in the Fellowship. Yeah, but that's book two of the Fellowship, right? Or is that the end of book no, one? That's, no, that's in book one. It's like well, the middle like, of book one. Maybe yeah, in the middle. I still have a good nine hours to go. They haven't even formed the fellowship yet. No, right? they have. They've. They're. They're not even done it. They just started introducing each other and shit. Like Boromir. Been, they're like, why the fuck so is Boromir here? This. Pretty much, you know. How many hours has this been? The the, the entire thing is like. Uh, oh, let me look it up real quick. Um, and also, who's doing the reading? Like, whose voice? His name is Bill Ingus. I don't know um, who Bill Ingus is. Or Bob. Or Should I know who? Should I, Bob Ingus or Bill Ingus? Um, Bob Inglis. 
Bob Inglis. That's uh, no, former representative yeah. for South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Never. who I'm getting. Uh, the Lord of the Rings audiobook. Let me tell you. Oh, it is indeed Robert Inglis. Yes. Robert Inglis. Um, it is 19 hours and 7 minutes. Uh, Holy damn, smokes. Yeah. He reads pretty much all the Tolkien Does he do stuff. weird voices? He basically, he just, he just kind of does like an old Englishman voice for everybody. And then the Hobbits, he does kind of like, you know. Yeah, he does okay. The New York voices. accent. He did a pretty fun, you know, he, he does, he sings all the songs, you know. What? Oh, so he's actually singing the songs. Yeah. Wow. What about all the Elvish? Does he do all the Elvish? I don't think I've gotten to much Elvish stuff. Mm. Um, that's that's gonna be fascinating. But yeah, he just like uh, he does a lot of Shakespeare stuff, I guess. Oh, interesting. Apparently, he also did The Hobbit, but for The Hobbit, he provided distinctive voices for each character, but then just didn't do it for the Lord of the Rings version. Interesting. Yeah, they're all just kind of like the same, you know. He's just like, oh, that that last time, that was a lot of work. Fuck doing that again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, there's a there's a lot going on in this book, you know. A lot to of be characters. Fair, like, do you really need to like have like Denethor explain his entire family lineage to fucking <laughs> uh, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of unnecessary stuff. Like, there's just a lot of people bantering, like together and you know what i mean like it's mostly like bantering and in descriptions of countryside here's an insane thing but like for the amount of dialogue in the movies it's really not as much as there's in the book yeah you know for the equivalent amount of scenes like they talk so much more in the book (laughs) they just keep better or worse yeah um but do you like it? I guess. Yeah, I, I like know. it. I like it. It's when the the parts that you know I recognize. You know, it's fun to to hear them play out in the original text. Um, but you like the movie more. The you old think, so English far? is funny because they just. It's like, you know, that SpongeBob meme where he like opens the he has the box that says "all reliable," and he opens <laughs> it. It's like the "all reliable" for this is is queer. Like, yeah. Tolkien, everything is fucking queer to him in this book. Yep. <laughs> like, a hobbit sees something that is slightly different, and like, that's fucking queer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's just Do you like... think he was saying that, like, in the trenches? Like, every time he saw something <laughs> out of the ordinary? Right. Like, oh, there goes Tolkien again, talking about everything's queer. Queer folk here, queer folk there. It's like, that guy's just wearing a hat, man. <laughs> yeah, just let him live his life. <laughs> but yeah, the old English is quite interesting. Uh, it's good stuff. I uh, can't wait to see when it, it gets more epic because you know right now they're just not that much. You know, the most exciting thing that's happened is Frodo getting stabbed, and then the mm. the river. You know. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, the rescue from uh, which you what's know, her the, name? Not well, uh, Liv Tyler, but. Well, it's different you know. in the book. Uh, Elrond saves him in the does oh. that in the book. Does it in the book and not? What's her name? The elf, Lift, uh, uh, the the princess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like I knew that, but clearly I did because so. I just defaulted to the movie. I, I really feel like this is one of those things, and, like, the real, like, Tolkien fans and fantasy fans are going to be, like, fucking pissed off, but I do think the movies are better. The movies are the a lot more uh, entertaining, yeah. Yeah, like, it, it is it is an epic series, but except it is for, a book of its time, for Except sure. for maybe The Hobbit. Those movies. Well, the just... movies are a travesty, so, yeah. yes. Um that's that's for sure the yeah. case. It's like it's so forced, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, do it, do it. And he's like, fine. Here's here's the fucking Hobbit. Like this is what you want here, fucking. You know what I mean? I guess, but he initially said it was going to be two movies, which yeah, made right. sense, and then it became three movies, interminable. <laughs> yeah. Those movies are fucking terrible. Like, for as good as the Lord of the Rings are, like, my God. It is shocking how bad the Hobbit movies are. Stark contrast. I can't think of, like... I guess people would say, like, the prequel trilogy of Star Wars and the original trilogy, but I don't think that's fair. But, like, I can't think of a different disparity in quality. Yeah, at least we'll rewatch the prequels to some extent. Well, that's because you are a blind fan. But I do think the prequels have a lot like you don't even see memes of the hobbit that's how fucking boring they are you know whereas the <laughs> prequels the, have I'm going like a on whole an adventure meta. meme and that's about it yeah yeah um what else did you do uh not much else man uh i watched the uh, you know what we're going to be probably talking about later on we'll probably wait to get into that we won't get into oh it yeah so I'm so at the end it. of this cast yeah at the end of this cast we'll have uh and we'll, we'll we'll make a big announcement we'll have a spoiler cast about the green knight by david lowry and a spoiler cast about the end of not the end of evangelion but the end of the evangelion oh. rebuild movies yeah evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time the 30 years by, in the making sorry what's up 30 huh? years in the making it seems like 30 years in the making, fucking like 12 years or whatever since uh, the last movie came out. Maybe oh, not yeah. 12. It was like 2012 it released, so what is that? Like, uh... Nine. Forever. It's, nine, it seems like nine forever movies. ago. Nine, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Nine, nine years later. What by is Ano. Time? Yeah. Is it Hideki Ano? I yeah. can't remember. But, um... Well, yeah, then the but, series started like in the early 90s. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it has been our lifetime, effectively. You know, we were probably one or two years old when the story first started coming together, and now it finally ended, which is nonsense. But here we are. Nineteen ninety-five. My God. Yeah. That's when it would release the the anime. Yeah, the first episode. All right, but they were working on it before. There was no CGI there. Yeah, I mean, and then I'm sure there's the manga, which always comes before the anime, so. I don't think there was a mango for this. I think there is. I highly... I, I am confident you are wrong. Conf- I'm pretty sure it was a Hideki Anno original. I think there's like maybe an after. A manga that they did after. Absolutely there is. There's always a manga. I'm not saying there isn't a manga. <laughs> but, but it wasn't a previous manga. No. No. Not at all. Started- but that's all you did? Actually, no, it started in 1994, a year before. Oh, it, it was just released in America? No. In 1995? Like, no, the, the 
the manga started in Shonen Ace in December 1994. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Got him. God, you're 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 killing me. Who wrote the manga? Oh, I already exited. it. Hold on. <laughs> I, I I am I am going written to go off Wikipedia. You're you're wrong. I don't believe the you. manga is written by Yoshiyuki Sadamato. And he's uh you know, he worked on the show and all that stuff. So God damn. Alright, whatever. Um, nothing else? No, not, not, not noticeable to talk about. Uh, okay. I was gonna say, before the podcast, did you guys see, like, the ridiculously dumb shit going on in Portland this weekend? I sure did see the ridiculously dumb shit that happened in Portland. Do you want to talk about the Proud Boys and how proud they are? They're so proud, man. They're just going around showing, <laughs> showing everybody how proud they are, and, and I guess now openly sh- just shooting in the streets they sure are it's Man, portland's fucking crazy for that kind of stuff though i have to say i just love like, how it's just like the police are just like we're not even gonna be around yeah they just are they just are noping out of it which is ridiculous. well i mean they're feds yeah they're proud boys so like why would they why would they you know local cop isn't gonna mess with the feds <laughs> So it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, I, the one video I saw were like they're just going around with paintball guns, shooting everybody they see. Yep. Just <laughs> absolute insanity. I I can't believe that things have come to the way they are. But besides, I that, can. No. Uh, I don't really get why they're able to get to Washington hang out in Vancouver and then go back to Portland. Yeah. Whenever, like, isn't like, the there fucking like, in- Isn't there, like, you know, they have to go through the border, like... Yeah. Don't they see these people in these vans, like... Like, oh, these guys are obviously... Well, they're not, like, hidden. They fucking hang out in the yeah. state park. Like, yeah, like, they're just there. Vancouver, like, yeah. all right. And it's just, like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's yeah. fucking wild. Of course, like, reading through the New York Times article, and uh, this is, like, deep Portland, like, geography. Of course some of these fuckers live in Gresham. This is, like, some of the worst parts of the Portland metro area. My God. But, yeah, not, not much else happening on my front. Um, let's, uh, let's give uh, Brian the stage here before we go back, and we'll have to, you know, we'll have said finish it off, and then we'll go into the spoilers. Sure. Um... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do much too new. I finally beat Final Fantasy VIII, which my God, uh, was it everything you imagined? Well, I you know most of the time when I've re- this is probably my like fourth or fifth time replaying it, but I finally like actually did all the end game optional shit just to like uh. see it because usually I get to like three quarters of the way through the game and I'm like oh whatever I just want to end this, but this time I took it slow and didn't like binge it and. Uh, yeah, it was it was surprisingly fun and surprisingly difficult because that game you can break, uh, which I usually do during playthroughs. But even when you break it, uh, you know stuff like Ultima Weapon optional fights are fun um, and still challenging. So that was good. But then of course you go to the last like dungeon and you're just like steamrolling everything. <laughs> um, 
I had a couple of characters accidentally banished to Eternity, which is a mechanic that happens on the final boss fight, and it still didn't matter. Uh, one, just one of the overpowered characters is enough to just wipe the boss the floor. So that was very interesting. But what I do want to talk about is, I don't know if you guys saw the leaked uh, trailer for the new oh, Spider-Man, for Spider-Man movie. I did watch it. It was, yeah, I watched it. So, I didn't want to admit it, but I did. Oh, I absolutely watched it, and like, frankly, Wait, what it is reminds- this? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about this. I don't know how so, somebody leaked it to somebody's somebody phone. leaked a like in. So it's like a video of somebody's a phone. phone filming another phone showing uh, the Spider-Man Far From Home teaser trailer. Um, Far and from it home is, or no, no way, no way home, no oh, way okay. home. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is like, the movie, I'm, not the game. Yes. Correct. Correct. And, like, I'm not a Marvel fan by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, these always interest me. And it reminded me, frankly, of, uh, I think it was the Wolverine movie, where the entire fucking movie got leaked, but, like, halfway done with the special effects. So just entire parts were, like, blocks that were supposed to be... An hour ago, they just released the uh, They released the full thing. I saw that as we were starting. Oh, I did Uh, watch it. I'm going to watch it, actually, while you're... And so, like, the... uh, the actual trailer is out, but like it really made me realize I kind of appreciate the shitty like half. Uh, yeah, I sound, did like half how there was effects. some unfinished CG in it. I know it's, it's like kind of fun to see behind the curtains on that. Yeah, uh, and so I was just kind of curious as to your guys' take. I know, said you haven't heard about this until now, but just like you know in terms of leak culture because previously like in terms of some media i know said you've been very hardcore about like don't tell me anything versus me i'm like very big into like oh hell yeah give me any leak i can find um and so this was just kind of a, a delightful little romp down like oh even the giant fucking mouse has leaks there's some things i don't mind leaks for so does this have like the shitty fucking cg in it because i'm no. watching it right now Oh, they finished it like quickly. They they must have finished it, yeah. Because I only watched like the first half of it because we started recording it, uh, this podcast. But it looked a lot better than the shitty camera ver- or like camera phone version I saw, which was again delightful, and also had the per- a person's name on it, presumably someone who had access to it and whose copy leaked. Okay, I'm looking at this now, and uh, I don't know. It seems like a Marvel movie. I like, well, it's going to. I'm so bad at this. Like, I haven't watched, like, the, I haven't watched Far From Home. I'll say that. Like, that's how. Oh, yeah. I liked I Far from... from Home. I, like, I don't like Marvel movies, but I have l- I enjoyed like Sp- the Spider-Man. Yeah. I always um, have a soft spot I... for Spider-Man. Same here. And uh, the Far From Home is actually pretty good. Uh, but I do, I do really enjoy just how shitty it looks without sound, uh, video effects. And I don't know why it gives me such pleasure to watch it. Like, I was, I'm almost disappointed. See, what, can I see the cell phone version? Do you guys have a yeah, quick look me, I saw this it on Reddit. This is a really fucking find long it. trailer. This is like... Yeah, they call yeah, it a teaser trailer, and it's three minutes long. Yeah, well, a lot happens it. in this. Especially at near the end, there's a big reveal. A big reveal of unfinished CGI of N- Spider-Man. Uh, so do you care if we spoil Spider-Man? I'm never going to watch this, no. Tell me uh, do you remember Doc Ock? From uh, the Tobey Maguire version, the yeah, yeah, he's Alfred back. Molina. That's the big spoiler. Uh, 
Oh, so is this like a multiverse thing? It must yeah. yes, multiverse 100%. is being connected because there was a bunch of uh, rumors in the rumorville about yeah. like Peter, like Peter Parker's. No, you like, can also hear. By... Um, oh, let me find a better laugh. than the one I just sent. That's going to give a TikTok one. <laughs> okay. They just found uh, a Reddit link and didn't look at it. Okay, there we go. This should work. No, but, but so heard... it's Sorry, a phone but... of a phone, which I also love how janky that is. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I loved it. That's my, that's right up my alley. Yeah, that's the kind of shit that gets you hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you hear. Um, it looks like you hear. I heard a William Defoe's laugh, and there was like one of the green bombs, which well, was. Yeah, I mean, and, and it, literally, it's like the the. I think it, the idea is there's a multiverse that they've already explored in the Spider-Man universe, and so it's like now that shit's gonna be coming in and be canon because of course yeah. it is. That's kind of cool. Like so, yeah. you have um, what's his name, uh, Tobey Maguire, and then Andrew Garfield, the two other Spider-Mans. Um, yeah. There's wow, this looks complete trash. <laughs> oh it's my fun, god, this is like. Uh, is this, it, it's like, it, what were that, it was like the, honestly, like PS2 Spider-Man quality of like oh, the yeah. buildings as you switch between them. Yep. Uh, do you think like they had to crunch like real hard to get this out? I'm sure and, like, fix like it? yeah, as soon as it, People didn't it dropped fucking, sometime, like, it dropped like yesterday, I think. Or was, this dropped it, yesterday, it and then like yesterday, it was leaked okay. yesterday, For and like, so they must have scrambled to finish it, or maybe they it was so planning to be finished. Someone's dead from exhaustion at like the Disney yeah, right. right now. Well, no, or they the leak was intentional yeah, to is, drum up. They've done it before with they've they've had with the they, intentional leak. Like Tom Holland, like supposedly leaked the title of the last yeah, but Tom movie. Holland does seem like a dipshit. Yeah. To be honest. Well, I think ever since then, they just play with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, who cares, really? I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I just, just think... They've been buzzing, like, about this trailer being leaked, like, supposedly leaked for, like, a week already. Yeah, so. I just think, like, that gets such a cool idea. Why wouldn't you have the reveal be in the movie? Like, I never fucking got that. Like, the well, amount of they, times that the trailers just already... spoil it. Like we're well, let them be so it's rumors. Like, like, don't you want them to like fucking orgasm well, I, when they leave when Toby Maguire shows up? Like, why show fucking? Uh, well, they didn't. You know? They didn't show Toby Maguire. So I know, but they showed uh, Alfred Molina, which pretty so, much like confirms the rest of it, right? Right. Like, yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's no, uh, it's real dumb, but it's real delightful. Yeah. So that that probably was the highlight of my petty ass week. Just enjoying seeing the, the shitty, <laughs> you know, video effects. And now, anytime anybody asks me about that movie, I'll get to go. Oh, isn't that the one with the really terrible sound of, or video effects? Yeah, I saw like a clip on a phone. It looked terrible, so I didn't watch it just to like make <laughs> Marvel fanboys lose their mind. Um, did you like Final Fantasy VIII more or less than you did previously? The ha- trying to pay more attention to the ending. Uh-huh. makes even less sense. Although there are some plot holes. Like, I actually talked to, like, characters, and they, like, it's completely optional, but, like, they do flesh out the story of, like, what the fuck happened, why, like, Laguna is in charge of Estar, um, all that shit. But, like, you actually have to, like, go fish it out. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah. It's still fun watching Gilgamesh destroy Cypher. It's, uh, yeah. No, it's still... 
it it's fun going in Ultimacy's castle and having to like unlock your own powers, but then you know it's less fun when you are steamrolling everything. <laughs> you think they're gonna do a Final Fantasy VIII remake, a la Seven, or is that game just not popular enough? I don't think it's popular. I what think about, Seven's the what only about, one. What about Ten? Even Ten, they made a Ten too. Like well, they, that, they did the they HD made Ten Two is not a remake. Ten Two no, is yeah. kind of ridiculous. No, 10-2's garbage absolute garbage i played that game with dave we rented it one weekend for like we were memeing ourselves i guess because like i remember we were making fun of the game so hard and being like this game's gonna suck we just kind of were like let's fucking play it and like you know be you know see how terrible in any way 72 hours later we 100 percent of it still hating it no that you can beat that game in like five hours it's like nothing what really yeah yeah there there are ways to destroy Um, it very quickly well, yeah, I thought no, it's not. I will say no, the combat the, is interesting. It's yeah, but it's, it's easy. like it's easy. Just, it's just but watching like cool. Some... It's just like you're you're the shit the whole time. You know what I mean? But like there there is like a nugget of something there, you know. So it's weird. Like I would I do not want them to make Final Fantasy X because I think that's a great game. I kind of would want them to remake Final Fantasy X too and make it act the combat. Just like give me a game with that combat. I just would like them to remake. Like said, it I think and you'd then... like it. It's similar to Thirteen. I the, like the 10-2. story's really fucking. If I remember, no, you guys are all fucking liars. How long to beat says this takes thirty-one hours? How the fuck are you guys beating it in five hours? Maybe I just didn't. We just didn't make it that far, and we thought. Did we you like it. drop like acid and go into a puke state? Like, there's no way. Maybe it was five hours in the acid world. The Let's look at the speed run. It's what's the world record? You guys didn't do a world record. I the world that. record is three and a half hours. So I'm just saying, maybe they accidentally did a great record. Of it back in the day. The I can believe stupid. you guys played it and you were like, I cannot stand the singing go... and dancing shit. Yeah, and it's you so stopped. dumb. Yeah. I don't think we played it at all. I, I don't, yeah, I don't believe that. It but, says um, the ru- rushed here, it says the average is 21 hours and 7 minutes. The, it's uh, a full fresh RPG. So at the end of it, I feel like he, they rescued Titus or Titus. Yeah, or they like resurrect him or something. And that always put me the wrong way because yeah. I really liked that ending in, seven, in 10 where like. This well, is like, he's yes, resurrected, but he's like, he doesn't even know, like, he's Titus. Well, it's really weird. Oh, in the game? Yeah. The next two? But, like, it, um, 10 was cool because I, I would like them to remake it and make, like, a really, really fucking badass Blitzball game. Like, it, I think... Just, like, a Blitzball game? game? Like, it would be really cool with, like, new graph. Like, just, you know, think of how games can control now and stuff. But, like, I think they can make a really cool Blitzball is the only person who could play Titus in a live-action version, uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't know. Justin Bieber looks pretty jank now. I mean, probably back in the day, he would have been a dead ringer. Yeah, if just look at a recent photo. He's pretty... He's, he's got all those tattoos, so you're right. Yeah. It doesn't really work, but yeah. uh, back in the day, it would have been a dead I ringer. I bet he'd be a good... <laughs> yep, I love the laughing scene. Um, man, that game's so good. Oron's awesome. Yeah, like, ten, was, he, ten is like where for me that's like how about much anime e I like the Final Fantasies to get. Um, not too much, like, not too little. Yeah, like it, 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 it didn't go like too. Uh, I don't know, like dark sci-fi steampunk that, or you know what I mean, like industrial 
dystopia that um, it's not seven yeah it's is, not yeah. like seven or eight for that matter right um man i feel like i'm the only one who loves 12 i have to say i never really played anyone's past 10 so can't talk i couldn't get into 12 12 i think i didn't understand the gambit system and got far enough that i was just like absolutely fucked no matter how much grinding i did because i hadn't really unlocked the right commands for the gambits so that's on my list of things I'd eventually like to replay and figure out. Oh, the story up. was great. It's, it's so good. Uh, like the remake they released for the PS4, or like the definitive edition or HD. You know what you'd like, Matt? Like, and I think it was free through PS Plus. Is fifteen? I think fifteen's really good. Is that um, the like the one with the bros? The bros. Yeah. yeah, fifteen is a lot of fun. Like it got shit because the story is nonsensical but the without like watching a whole bunch of other media outside the game but it is a great it's a lot of fun see like a nonsensical story is cool and all it's just like there's like this weird like hero worship around cloud and seven that just like it, it rubbed me in the wrong way when i was a kid and i've never been able to get this stank off of me you know well, i mean? know we, we i've yelled at you enough about this so like that's fine yeah. but but i also it, i also think that like people get mad that like the stories like, don't I make don't sense th- but none th- of the stories make sense i don't really think cloud is any particularly like interesting as a character at all he is not he's in nothing um, like he's just like and same with squall he is like you're just remake, like there surprisingly like I guess, but like in remake. But like, it's the same way with like Link is like a nothing character. He's just like, you know, it's yeah, like that's hold on, how... no, I will. I'm going to defend Cloud here for a moment, and I'll and then I'm going to defend Squall. Cloud, like <laughs> the big twist of Seven is not Aerith dying. It's that Cloud Cloud's got so fucked up and like took on Zack's personality after Zack got murdered by Shinra. And so like he, the fact that like Cloud is so like blah and whatever is like in direct result for the fact that he was like tortured with Mako and fucked out of his mind. Okay. So like Yeah, but he's not that way in remake. Which is Right, why, which like, I'm very curious how why it's going this way cuz it's like are they just throwing away the entire story which I'm fine with. Maybe there's an alternate universe where that didn't happen and he made it back okay and this is the original Cloud. But like I also think like the only genuine time you get to see who Cloud really is is right before you fight the final Sephiroth boss and he's uh-huh. like we're going into northern crater what's my big badass sign off let's mosey it's like, this yeah. guy's just a fucking dipshit who's yeah. been trying to act how he thinks is cool the whole game uh, okay. so how are you going to defend squall squall is a 17 year old who never wanted any fucking authority and it keeps getting shoved on him and he's just a dude with fucking abandonment issues like that's the whole thing like, people are like, oh, he's, you know, he's such a little, like, whiny bitch. Like, of course he is. He's an emo 17-year-old who's been left by everybody he loves. So he's and learned he, really he can't trust anybody. He really trusts Riona as well, which is unfortunate. But I, I, and, and I completely agree it's unfortunate, and which is why if you look in disc one before he gets fucking impaled with Adea's ice spikes, uh-huh. it, Renoa is not interested in him all and is openly talking about hey, she's interested in Cypher. So it's like he's having fucking DMT hallucinations and imagining Renoa loves him. How close do Man, you think? I, I, Sorry. I, uh, DMT is a, no, a hell of a drug. Yeah. That's what your yeah. brain gives you, right, as you die, apparently. And well, when you're being th- born. Th- thanks for sharing your DMT experiences there, Matt. I just, um, my inner Joe Rogan had to pop, you know, pop in there. <laughs> 
How close do you think Final Fantasy VIII is to super bad? The show or the movie super bad? Yeah. Not at all. Okay. I don't. I don't see any parallel. I mean, <laughs> super bad is just about two guys who are really horny. And Final Fantasy VIII is about two guys who are really horny. No. And Wait a minute. Superbad is about two dudes beco- learning about friendship. No. Yeah. I mean, who happen to be super yeah, horny because they're high like, school. It's about you know. two guys realizing that you may have to split apart to quest for... Pussy. Yes, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you can always come back together and be two and, and be bros. You know that's why like we're here now, right? You know. Yeah, but that's because we all don't have pussy. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, but it's also about you know trying to get uh, alcohol to go to a party. Dude, that's the one thing about that movie that made no fucking sense. I liked that movie a whole lot, but, like, when they come back with, like, two tied containers full of beer, and the whole party's like, yeah, uh, way to go, Seth and Evan. It's just, like, that's never happening. Like, yeah. if, like, like, the only way to get that reaction is if they came with a goddamn keg, not, like, a tied bottle full of beer. Um, that, that was bizarre. Also, what does Jules see in Seth, played by Emma Stone? Like, why... It is so unbelievable. Like, what do you see in this guy? <laughs> uh, questions I for mean, a deeper uh, set of minds than us. It's just like people it, have preferences. What do you? What do you yeah, want? I mean, yeah, you can't control love, bro. Was it? Was it him? Like fucking dogging it on the track? Really yeah. got her hot and bothered, <laughs> like watching this guy struggle, and then when he like passes out and like hits her like he headbutts her right at the end of the movie and she has the big black eye in the mall scene at the end it's like why would you talk to her again talk to him again they have ruined your senior photo or your yearbook photo or whatever maybe he's hung like a fucking chimney well he does say that he says that to her like directly where it's just like you can it's it's something like his back is like connected to his cock or something like just a really awkward sentence like statement great movie though um I don't know. Oh, yeah. Do I like that? Do I like That's that more than the Spider-Man movies? Almost certainly, I do. <laughs> well, uh, this has been uh, tangent on tangents, but uh, Sud, what did you do this week? Uh, well, before we dig into uh, the two movies I watched, we're going to do a deep spoiler cast on it. Um, I, I watched the movie and I played a game. Let's do the game real quick. It's I went back to Persona Five Strikers. So I really want to get a platinum in it. Boy, is that game like not meant for completion like it's not one of the worst platinums i've ever gone for but it's one of those games where the system doesn't support like getting a platinum where i will say if it's anything like uh i mean the game is like a dynasty warriors game so i will say that like i remember trying to like get every thing in Dynasty Warrior games back in the day, and they're pretty... It's a fucking grind. Yeah, it's a grind. That's exactly what I was going to complain about. The worst thing about this game is because it takes the Persona, like, element system, where you need to hit the enemy's elements to get the extra damage, it takes it to such an absurd level where I just constantly need to grind for items that will replenish my magic so I can use it to grind 
against these enemies to get the levels I need so I can beat these like secret bosses. It's terrible. Like I feel like I'm wasting my time. I just put on a podcast and like four hours later, I'm like, wow, I have achieved uh, maybe 10% of my goal. It's, it's, it's so bad. Um, and it sucks because like the game is so uneven that even the final boss I found impossible to really beat unless I grind I, I, I grinded to level 70. But I got to that stage by 60. So that was an additional like three to four hours of gameplay for me. Just like leveling up. And I thought we left those days behind. So like it's a great game. It's totally like Persona 2. Um, but like the trappings of the Muso genre like really hold it back in terms of, of, of a of like a pacing you know thing so it took me like 45 hours in total to beat great game like really really good but uh no i, I can't imagine playing that game again whereas i've played persona 5 uh three times all the way through which is like 300 hours so you know the compare and contrast a good game design that's scalable versus not good game design that's not um it's pretty pretty shocking um I don't know. You're gonna play? Are you gonna play Strikers anytime soon, Brian? So I keep waffling about whether to buy it, just because like I love Persona Five. I love Persona Five Royal. Um, Royale. I don't know if it's Royal. It's Royale. Royal, and for it should be Royale. It fucking grinds <laughs> my gears that it's not. They they done goofed. Um, but ev- I for whatever reason just like playing. Part of the fun of it is that it's like a turn-based thing, and I just am so turned off by the idea of like the musu you know just spam a bunch of shit it's not like, that i it really is not oh okay because yeah. i guess it's like you know i just assume it's like the dynasty warriors like hit square a bunch of times now hit triangle back to it hit is square the a bunch least dynasty warriors game that's ever dynasty warrior wow like it's really it's really closer to final fantasy 7 remake than it is okay. dynasty warriors um, it actually looks more like a Kingdom Hearts game, not gonna lie. It does, yeah. Kingdom Hearts is very similar to Final Fantasy VII Remake as well. Right, yeah. It's just paced badly because it's from this team that's just not as good as the Persona <laughs> team. Sure, but I, I don't know. Every time hours. I'm what, like, yeah, every time hours. I would like think about buying it, I'm just like, you know what? I still have to play Persona Four. Gold can you? Yeah, can you play computer. Persona Five without really? Oh yeah, they're know. all different games. Okay, so they're it's completely like... different. Yeah, don't. Matt, worry I cannot it. recommend Persona Five highly enough. It's incredible. Yeah, you'll really like it, man. It's been a while since I get... played a game like that, so you know. I think you'll really love it. Like, it's seriously, it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's probably the yeah. best RPG I've ever played. But uh, I would li- I, like this is like weird to me though. But like, but now that I like have a Switch, I would want to play it on my Switch, oh, which they fuck don't off. have. They just have what? So strikers? you can watch your Switch like fucking struggle and die. Don't play Strikers you know, on the Switch, by the way. You know what's a great JRPG you can get for the Switch though? Dragon Quest Eleven great game i've never liked any of the dragon quest games i don't know what it is about them they're too like they're too cutesy grindy. yeah too cutesy yes that's one of the way, ways to put it it's it's that and it's the music and i'm not gonna terrible. lie yeah i don't like the fucking music it's like, yeah if you don't like the music you cannot play that game because they it is in your face the whole fucking game yeah, it is a very bombastic soundtrack which i mean like 
it serves the world you know what i mean like the music fits like but mm-hmm. it's not for me i'm sure people love it it's a very popular franchise it's lasted for years so far be me to it's great criticize food. you know yeah no if you're not into it you're not into it right i, I mean don't i don't know like people give pokemon so much praise for oh, a yeah. series that literally evolves at the rate of evolution right so. we could talk about how like the new yeah they released like images for that fucking, like, overworld a, pokemon is it a Karis? yeah pokemon yeah, Karis. fucking dag shit dog shit it looks so bad white dog shit yeah it does look like a sun bleach like nightmare um where there's literally nothing in there and the trailer they released is like sub 30 frames a second it's yeah. like how it's a trailer. How could do you it, fuck that up? Couldn't they have just, like, borrowed the, like, uh, fucking Breath of the Wild engine, you know? Like, I wouldn't even... No. Even, I, that like... costs money, you dumb fuck. <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you assume? It's, it's not... Nintendo have you seen this trailer, Brian? No. It's like PS2. All right, I'm gonna look... It, it looks... It's so bad. Uh, I'm gonna share the one from earlier, because the second one is a lot better. They cleaned Which it up after getting Which is a lot less destroyed. funny. It, it's not. It's it's a lot better. It's not that much better. It still looks bad, but uh, this is the the first trailer is funnier. So so give it a watch. It's going to do gangbusters though. Like if I could invest I'm in the sure. Pokemon company, I would. But um, Niantic. Niantic. I think Niantic is the. Oh, I've absolutely seen this. Yeah. No, this is hilariously bad. <laughs> Uh, I like I how in this, this yeah. I like how in this one uh, the trainers hide in the grass to catch yeah. the Pokemon rather than the other way around, which I feel like is a huge like missed opportunity. I like how Pokemon just like hang out. There's like three of them, and they just walk around, yeah. and like oh, they just take a couple steps in one direction, take a couple steps in the other direction, and that's their yeah. life. Yeah, that's why they like living in the ball so much. Like the got... polygon squirrels from World of Warcraft are more lifelike. <laughs> you are you saying those, those cobalt to like fucking gather yeah, no, around? No, I'm them. talking about like the original. Like before they that was one of the first things they updated. Wow, was those squirrels? Oh. The, the original original squirrels that were like two triangles. Like yeah, and they're, all and they're like like, cr- like labeled critter. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Pokemon Company, what are we going to do with you? Uh, anyway, give them games. lots and lots of money. Don't buy I, their I, games. No, I, I am never going to buy their goddamn games. But anyway, next up on the docket is Near Replicant version dot one dot two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine dot dot dot. Huh. You excited for that? Hell yeah. Pretentious as hell uh, titles are my jam. Dude, I love... I need to get back into that <laughs> game, too. Automata? Yeah. See, yeah. yeah. Doesn't that look like that Pokemon game right there? That squirrel on the left? <laughs> That's... Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't it great? I love it. That's... Uh... That's alarming. <laughs> it looks... It looks like a demon, I have to say. <laughs> If that was like a demon in Antichrist, the movie by Lars von Trier, I would believe you. It, so uh, wait, wow. where does this? How does this near automata game? Fit so this is the... a remake. Okay, so oh, this, this is, is so... the the remake of the first game that no one right. played. Right. So no one played the first game, 
and it's bizarre because in the Japan they released this version of the game, and in America they were like, well, Americans don't like pretty boys with white hair. Let's make them old and ugly as shit. And so the original Nier is an old man who's instead of it being a sister like in the remake version, it's his daughter. It's his daughter, uh, right? And uh, it is bizarre. Yeah, um, that seems like a bizarre story at change. Yeah, but it's apparently one of the greatest stories in video games, which I can believe because Automata has one of the greatest stories in video games I've ever experienced. And it's cool. It's just like where I, I feel like the game like definitely has some pacing. Issues. Any game that makes you want to replay it five times probably has some pacing issues, Matt. I think that's just the nature of a game like that. Yeah. I love it. I don't think it's a pacing issue, but I will say that playthroughs one and playthroughs two are not materially different, and that can be a real turnoff. Three, however, is when the game actually starts, and it's incredible. I tried it, and, and then you got a baby nauseous. Tommy. Yeah, he yeah. started throwing up because it's mostly a shot, like half of it's a shoot 'em up. Oh, I do yeah, like those parts. Those are fun. It's awesome. Super fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my next thing. I'm gonna just like focus and play some Replicant, and uh, hopefully it's not super long because I'd like to talk about it maybe once or twice for the podcast, and not for months like I did. Forever. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't um, try Ghost of Tsushima on PS5. Oh man, I want to. I want to real bad. I just, you know, because I was grinding. I was mm-hmm. like, I can like listen to something and like play a game, and like that's kind of relaxing. Well, yeah, know? Ghost of Tsushima is like when I played that game, I would play it for hours and hours at a yeah, time. Yeah, and you got to lock into that game. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not something that it lends itself to like, oh, I'll just like kind of play this while I'm listening yeah. to music or a podcast. Like, you know, it's like kind of a full experience. Right. Totally. But they they released like an island DLC, which yeah, I'm really there's like a new. In. It looks really fun. Is it a free upgrade? Do you know, Matt, or do you have to pay for the upgrade for PS Five? Is I think it's a. I think it. it I think I, it's like the the upgrade. You for get the PS5 it if you stuff, buy you get the it DLC. Free. Oh, I thought it was like you, you don't, can either buy. Like, I think because like I don't think you can upgrade like your current PS4 copy, but if you buy the DLC, it's a free. You you play the DLC on your PS5. Okay. I don't know though. It's but, ten bucks. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's not much, but it is fun. Yeah, it's, it's ten fun. bucks. You get to yeah, you get to import your save and you get the island DLC, which is kind of long from what I hear. Yeah, like, you get the director's cut, I mean, which sounds awesome. Is, Maybe I'll do that. The game is fucking awesome. Like, I can't... Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, man, that game was one of the better games. Yeah. I never did the Legend stuff. Yeah, I never played that, that either, no. So, like, I, um, there's a lot more to play in that game, and I'm kind of... I need to get yeah. back into it. Like, the Legend stuff seems really cool. I know that And I want to be like a super hipster right? and, play, and play through on black and white mode. Kurosawa mode be like so that hipster. seems really hard especially it's so beautiful I don't know if yeah, I want to do it that it is incredibly beautiful the nice but thing is all... that they're fixing the lip syncing too so it's all going to be in Japanese oh I played it in I played it English? in Japanese yeah but that was they had English lip syncing so you would have noticed oh yeah off. I did notice it was pretty off yeah what were you saying I'm a Brian? coward who played in English oh I was just saying that if you played in the Kurosawa mode just to echo what you say like that game in some like cases depends on you being able to tell the difference in colors. Yeah, and I so would, yeah, that too. Like because yeah. the enemies are literally different colors for how hard they are, and I wonder how that's depicted in uh, Kurosawa mode. Uh, I'm sure lighting is. I mean, 
I don't know. Like I said, whatever. I did do some duels in Kurosawa mode. I did, yeah. Awesome. I remember. I've I messed. I played around with a little like. I, I did like a uh, like where he captured one of the camps. I did like the whole camp in Kurosawa, Kurosawa mode. mode, but I was just slaughtering everybody. I wasn't like doing anything. Yeah. I do like I mean, um, watching people's gameplay where they do like lethal mode, insane and they shit. just have these really cool like, and they and they actually like are good with the camera so they like make the they like make their own samurai movie it's like really cool that reminds me like this is the it's the kind of game because there's so many tools in that game that reminds me of dishonored like have you seen those dishonored like kill like oh, yeah. yeah the montages oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like that it's fucking nuts in in dishonored it's and so there's cool people like breaking the physics and stuff yeah with the yeah. bombs I love the one where the physics is not broken in the game, but they somehow sneak to, like, the final area, and they're wearing, like, the infinite life armor. And so they're just getting juggled for, like, oh, three, yeah. five minutes by the arrows because they're just, like, all tracking to him. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, anyway, great game. I might do that, actually, because I hear, I hear the Island DLC has some, like, really cool... Um, like extra features and extra story. I really like the story in that game. Oh yeah, um, I want to actually like kind of one hundred percent that map. Like that's like, a that's a get that's yourself a, a yeah get yourself a sandwich, man. That's a lot. I mean, game. the game makes it very easy to find everything. You know what I mean? That's like, true. You're not like searching like yeah, an idiot. You know, if I want to find something, it, it will show me where it is. This is so, not like, I can just I can sure. just like check it off. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's just so many things to check off. Yeah. It's all fun, though. You to kill a lot of Mongols along the way. That's true. Anyway. Well, shall I we watched... get into it? Uh, no. No, I have one oh, okay. other... I, I watched a... I, it was a very movie-filled uh, weekend for me. And Emily had not seen the greatest heist movie at all time. So what is the greatest heist movie of all time, guys? Ocean's Eleven. Fuck off. No, it's Logan not. Lucky? No. <laughs> uh, Inside Man? That's a really good one. It's in my top five, but no. I, I know the answer because we talked about it Friday night, but I'm trying to come up with more trolly answers. Yeah. Uh, blank check. What? <laughs> really? Do He's committing like, check fraud. He a million bucks <laughs> off that dude. Oh my god. Um, it was Heat. I fucking love Heat. And Emily <laughs> had not seen Heat. Do you like Heat, Matt? Uh. Uh, hold on a second. What, are you searching what Heat is? Is this what's happening right now? Um. It's De Niro and uh, Al Pacino. Oh, okay. I. I and then, I mean, I probably uh, haven't seen fucking Val Kilmer yeah, in his like, like apex before he got really weird. Yeah, you can say fat. Hey Matt, okay, I'll watch it. I don't think I remember much of it if I've ever seen. Oh it. my god, it is so fucking good, and it holds up so well. Nice. I'll put it on the. It. It's I will tell you, I was Matt not a fan. I, what? I, Why? Yeah, I got a little bored. It just. What are you getting bored about? It's just a lot of extra fluff. It's like Michael Mann just without an editor. Well, Michael Mann just really wants you to know what it's like to uh, 
What is like? He really wants Al Pacino to talk about his girlfriend's ass. For oh, to be like, fair, he ad libbed that. Oh, I did a huge deep dive after I like watched the movie, um, and, and like Hank Azaria, he mm-hmm. looks like legitimately concerned because like none of the shit Al Pacino's saying was in the script, and he's just like, "What the fuck is happening?" As he's like sounds, yelling at him about I a like, great ass. I like Al Pacino. It's it's prime Al Pacino. It is right after he's like, I'm not going to be a serious actor anymore. I'm just going to overact as much as possible. That's good. And it's great. It's so good. I like when actors do that. And then in the middle of the movie has one of the greatest scenes in cinematic history, which is the coffee shop with Neil McCauley, played by Robert De Niro, and uh, Vincent Hanna, played by Al Pacino. And they're just like talking about their lives and like what it means to be a cop and a robber. Um, oh, it's so good. And it's like some awesome lines, just like generally, like besides the jokey ones where, you know, like a guy told me one time, don't let you get, don't let yourself get attached to anything you're not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat when you feel the heat around the corner. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> he said, the mo- he said heat. He said the, he movie. Said the movie name. He said the movie He's, name. He said oh, the thing. So oh, I love he when said that the happens. Thing. Especially, yeah. like, when James Franco does it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's awesome. I don't want to spoil the movie. If you've not seen it, Matt, like, yeah, watch don't, it Don't spoil this movie. We'll spoil or, some movies. Okay, okay. Or I will... Do you want to do a Backseat Boys cast of Heat? Because I will. Because it's so good. I, mean, I, I just want to I just want to watch you watch it. It's so We have nice. to wake up <laughs> sleepy Ben Biden. No, we don't. He's fucking done. <laughs> He, he died. Remember, he got a job. The and deep state died. got him. We'll have to resurrect him somehow with um, vampire juice. I mean, if we were able to get more unemployment checks, I would. But the state <laughs> cut him off, so, so he's he got a job. Die. He had to die. <laughs> His job was to die. All right, let's do it. So we're gonna do two spoiler casts back I feel to back. Bad spoiling Green Knight on Brian though. He oh, watched I saw it. it. Oh good. Well, okay. with so we, you have half you can do half of the spoils. Okay. He does half of it. He doesn't I don't feel bad half. about yeah. spoiling Neon Genesis for anybody. Yeah, like he's not, not in, it's you're it's, in. Uh, it's nonsense. Yeah. But so it's amazing fine. nonsense. But we'll so. do Green Knight cuz like Brian will actually understand it and he'll have yeah, something great. to contribute. Um and then Evangelion like we can talk about it. Maybe you want to stick around Brian or maybe you want to drop <laughs> like we could speak about it for like 10 minutes. Or ten hours. Yeah, and I, don't I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how long how the Evangel- how long the Evangelion is going to go on. Yeah, so we should Brian, do that so after. We should do that after Green you, Knight. If you want to dip at any point after Green Knight, I won't blame you. But if you want to stick, yeah, around... yeah, don't you worry. I absolutely will. If you stick around, but the listeners should stick around. I will definitely. Um, I would be impressed. So okay, if you want to impress me, you can you can try to sit through it. High okay. high stakes. Oh, give me like one second. I gotta. Just okay, you can start some. All right. So the Green Knight is a movie that's a retelling of an Arthurian legend, Sir Garwin and the Green Knight. It is one of the fables that sort of encompass the tale of Camelot. Like if you look at like the show, like uh, the is it chivalric? Yeah, the chivalric romances of of King Arthur. Like that's one of the tales in there, and it's about like what it is to be a knight and then david lowry who's a great film director um he's just 
like really up and coming. Uh, he's probably famous for a movie called The Ghost Story, which is really enjoyable, starring Casey Affleck. Um, he's done quite a few others. He did Pete's Dragon, which is like the best of the Disney remake films. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. That's a really wow. great. I've like great heard movie. that's like a really hot take. That it's good. Yeah. It's but, like, not I a hot take. It it's out. like genuinely good. And, uh, it, it's an awesome, it's an awesome movie, and David Lowry is just fantastic. Um, but he did the ghost story, and then he did this, and instead of like really having a movie about chivalry, he made a movie which is it's it's about honor and it's about what it is to be a man. But more than that, I think it's about like nature and what it means to be like a person of color in a judeo-christian world because it's fascinating garwin who by all rights should be a white englishman in the history of this arthurian tale he has like very a, blonde hair in the story right he, the I original mean, yeah i mean he, it's whatever the french writers thought right yeah he had right but like it's he, he's played by an indian male Devin right Tal. um but I it, love, it feels like wait, it doesn't well, seem like it's out of place within this world, which I love. No, totally. So, but before we go into it, let's just give our our like whether we loved it or not, like liked it, don't like it. Okay, I love this sides? movie. It's a ten out of ten. I, yeah. Watching it the second time, I got so much more out of it. Emily yeah. didn't like it. I think some of it is because she didn't get a lot of the context of Sir Garwin. And I I read this story previously because it's, it's a really well-known tale and i love arthurian legends even if i'm not like an expert in them but i like watching it a second time i was just blown away See, especially Ma- in theaters mm-hmm. it, like, it's so cool to watch in a theater movie theater megan i think she liked it but she she's really hung up on um his mom's motivations um but what did you like it though matt let's just do that oh one. yeah okay. a full 10 out of 10 mats this is like one of those movies that like i remember like like it feels like you know like there was like this like renaissance of of movie directing and making in i would say like the the late 2000s like maybe 2007 8 9 10 there's just like these fucking bangers of like visual style using um a very like avant-garde soundtrack to like convey the film's energy and motion even um like stuff like i think like there will be blood and stuff like that where there's just like in this movie there's long stretches of like no dialogue you know totally and in there will be blood there is as well where it's just you're 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 dealing with the, the framing of the camera the cinematography uh the motion of the scene and the music and it and that's telling the story which is like fucking amazing so like full yeah let's take a pause right there so brian what what did you think though Uh, i really really liked it um definitely a nine out of ten on the brian scale scale. oh you put Uh, a scale my god i did put a scale yeah Yeah, i get this one this one gets a scale yeah scale worthy um yeah decided to put on the scale i was impressed with how deliberate it was and like i think i said this to you as you were walking out i'm shocked that a movie like this got made that is so deliberately so paced 
and that like the network or the not the network the studio didn't wasn't like we need more action we mm-hmm. need more romance like a lot of it was just like the existential dread yep and i'm not and just well not even dread but just like the existential questions of like what does it mean to be a knight what does it mean that he's you know honoring his word what does it mean you know just like a lot and like i was i knew dev patel was a good actor but like a lot of this movie is just very close shots of just him. Yeah. He's it's incredible him promoting everything. He's and he so good. It. Yeah. Like I will be I don't I I will be shocked if anybody wins. I mean, it's not a the Oscars are rigged, but he should win right. best actor cuz he he was incredible. I would say the entire cast is just like on like point and that might just because like the entire movie is like that, you know, like usually like every even like the minor, like you just see like the the little tiny kids like chasing after him, like when he's when, yeah. yeah they're just like perfect like little you know wretched little like peasant children in a Camelot story. It's just ridiculous how good it was. Even like the goose in the beginning when it like fights with the goat, like how they couldn't yeah. they couldn't have like like told the goose to fucking do that you know what i mean like but it just all fits it's such a great little like touch i love yeah. sean harris as king arthur yeah as oh, God. like a incredible. dying old king arthur yeah he's like very frail but like he has a, a, a voice to him that is like it feels like it, it feels like a, a myth. heft yeah yeah like, yeah. like he, well, he's I mean, done some shit yeah arthur is like into that kind of mysticism shit. I mean, he was the guy who became king because he was able to pull a magic sword from the stone. But I mean, he feels like someone who would. Yeah. Whereas, like, Dev Patel's, like, Garwin is just like, I'm just a guy here. And I can't mm-hmm. believe, like, you know... Like, his dialogue, like, Dev Patel's dialogue is so modern in comparison to how King Arthur speaks. Yeah. Which is just, like, very deliberate and quiet. And it's understandable, but... um it just takes like some interesting like cadence turns um, right. like so so tell like he says like so tell me about your th- tell me a story about thyself so my so that i may learn thee better yeah. it's like such a weird thing to say and obviously it fits in the movie it fits like in a different movie but but garwin doesn't talk like that at all no he, he's just like i'm just this traveler when he meets the uh when he meets the brigand uh which is oh, a great yeah. scene the tracking shot as he goes through the battlefield and this guy yeah. is just like out of his mind, like twirling around. Um, and it's like Barry Keown noted for being in, uh, what is that movie? With, he's in uh, Dunkirk. In yeah, Dunkirk. He's in Dunkirk and Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, he's but a he's great, great actor. Yeah. Great in this role, like a small role for him um, <clears throat> as a thief. Um, but I, I sort of shared what I thought the movie was about, but I think there's a lot of interpretations. So Matt, what did you think this movie was about? Um, I think it's about the the typical like like this is the the hero's journey mapped out within the Arthurian legend before the hero's journey was written by in, in you know like this is before the typical, it was in film school, <laughs> you know like. <laughs> you go on a quest to take you, you know, out of your comfort zone, you experience, you know, folly, you overcome folly, return home, triumphant, and, uh, you know, uh, bask in the glory. 
you know but then it's subverted because our hero in this isn't uh, typically um, hero like or you know very you know it's not like a the knight that you expect you know totally uh, but like yeah it, 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 it there's there's a lot of interpretations, especially because uh, spoiler alert at the end, it is unknown whether or not um, the challenge is fulfilled in the way that we think it is. Um, if you look at the original text, he does just kind of nick him and then he goes home or whatever, but we don't know in this. The movie just ends, which I loved. It was just, you know. How do you think? I think it. Do you want to jump to the ending immediately, or? Um, we can, because I mean, I don't think it's like it's very episodic. Like, I don't right. think it actually matters like what way you consume the scenes. Like each, it's not like I think what Emily yeah, found they're hard. Each, like, like they're each kind of just like a. Their own vignettes. Yeah. It's it, it's like there's no particular relationship between the movie where Garwin sees the giants. And Garwin interacts with St. Winifred, and Garwin meets the Green Knight at the mm-hmm. end, right? There's really nothing there. Um, I, 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 thought it, I thought it was actually a legit retelling of how, the, how, how it ended, where the Green Knight's like, you accepted your death, you faced me, and you get you to go free home to go. and be the, like, yeah. yeah. That was the game, like, right. right? That was the game. Like, you, 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 you saw what it meant to, uh, to, to approach this without... Um, you saw what it meant to be like if you approached it with fear because a, a huge thing of this movie is the gift his mother gives him and I guess like I thought it was interesting that Megan was confused as to what Garwin's mother was doing because like clearly Gar like his mother's a witch like yeah. and, and that's like explicitly said and so his mother creates for him a charm woven into a silk uh, like, I don't know what you call it, like a belt, like a silk belt or a girdle or something like that. And he sees a vision of himself, like what it would be like if he approached things with fear. Um, and it, he becomes like a craven, cowardly king, which will cause ruin to Camelot. And like he, he effectively kills himself in this short scene. Uh, and I love what the director does here. He, it's It's a really great visual trick because you realize pretty quickly that it's not really happening, or at least I was trained to think that maybe it wasn't really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he, that Garwin, that Patel's character, and the, the acting here is brilliant, where he, it frames it on his face, and he's like, wait, I'm going to take this off before you give the last blow. And when he does, the, the knight's like, you, you passed the test. Um, I thought that was great. But, um, yeah, no, no, I, I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he survived, and... and I mean, Brian, I assume you think it the same. We talked about this, so it just, like, ended with him going home, right? Well, so... Okay, yeah, sorry. No, 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 I... I... Uh, I remember... So maybe you watched it more recently, but I do not remember that... uh, I, so I thought it was left up to more interpretation. Like, I thought the very last thing in the movie is him, like, oh, wait, you know, coming out of the vision, he removes the girdle, and the Green Knight's like, oh, good, you're brave. 
and he drags the, the finger across and says, now off with your head, and the movie just ends. So yeah. it's unclear whether he dies or not. Yeah. I, but I thought it was like a joke. Like, it's like a, because he's smiling, like, it's like, now off yeah. with your head, like a very, like, joking way. Yeah. You know, it's and a, then he just goes home. Well, yeah, and he's he's a very kind of like, instead of, it's it's almost like he's saying, like, you know, now off with, you know, off with ye. You know, yeah, like, like, get out of here, kind of. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I, I can see that interpretation, too. Like, I just don't believe at that moment that the Green Knight would actually kill Garwin. Like, it just seems like it legitimately was a game. Yeah. Um, well, he. I the, mean, in the original text, he doesn't. So that's, like, one yeah. way. Well, in the can... original text, he's the Lord, yeah. right? Yeah. He is the Lord. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I found it interesting in this one, just, like, I wondered, you know, because it's Alicia Vikander, who's, like, the lady of the castle but he's also the you know woman that mm-hmm. he's uh Ga- Gawain garwin is fooling around with um at the beginning of the movie and i thought the that prostitute. was kind of an int- yeah yeah uh, yeah uh oh okay i didn't know if she was a prostitute no, or if she was just a uh some serving girl and he's just like oh i'm a knight i get to do whatever i want uh, no she's a prostitute because he flips coins to her and like she ignores it because i think she wants something more than just his money and there's Got a it. line in the movie, too, where he's just like, I already have your gold. Like, I want your hand in marriage. You know, I want you to be my man. Um, sure. There's, there's that point there. And then, of course, in, in the in the scene of what would happen if he had ran away from the Green Knight, they give her a bunch of money when she gives birth to his illegitimate son, who then dies right. in battle. Right. Um, I think with the, the idea that this is just a prostitute and you should treat her as a prostitute, which is... Sure. Unfair. But I, I, in terms of the whole movie, I thought... It was just, you know, I, I don't know if it matters, at least in my mind, whether at the end the whole thing was fake or the Green Knight's about to uh, decapitate him. Because I thought it was just kind of a meditation on, you know, what does it mean to keep your promises? What does it mean to, you know, when you're faced with all these obstacles, like, you know, all of the, he had a million reasons why you should turn around and go back. Mm-hmm. But he still was committed to doing this, you know, with the v- most vague instructions. Find this fucking uh, chapel, yeah, this Great. chapel that nobody's heard of. So why, you know, why continue to do it? So I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I I really liked it, but I also, I don't know if I want the ending to be definitive one way or the other. I kind of like it as. Maybe he does die, but the whole thing is he approached it with integrity and he followed through with it. And even though, you know, there was a lot of crazy shit that happened to him on the way, ultimately his choice is what guided him to that, you know, to that green chapel. So I was wondering, do you guys think that um, the fox was somehow like connected back to... Um, Arthur. No, because it I, had I like think the same voice almost. Like it kind of did. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, but I really feel like because like, everything like, to do. Sorry, Ar- what were you gonna say? Because like Arthur is like very, you know, like mysterious and almost like he does seem like he is connected to like some mystical. Because uh, when they asked if he's when they ask like the fox that he asked the fox like what is this? Are you witchcraft? And he says it's something different. Which is I, well, what, he's like, like I'm Merlin's as wild as, as the knight is, or something, as the green knight or, is. As the green knight, yeah. 
which I guess like you know like the difference between witchcraft is like Merlin right like magic like uh, that's the other part of the world so I, I, I guess the only I guess thing I, I was would just say looking into it maybe too much no I I, I totally see, hear you but like the thing about it as I watched it the second time is how much like Arthur is equivocated with Christianity and Jesus uh-huh. and how much his mother is equivocated with like nature and witchcraft and paganism. Right. And I think that's why it's like very intentional that Arthur and his knights are all white men and Dev Patel Garwin and his mother and his sisters are all like people of color. And I, I really like that juxtaposition because it almost, it almost gives it like a modern parable where it's like Britain is in this like multicultural state, but like they're very different, like societal reckonings where like people of color are different than people of high class of like Christianity versus naturalism. And so I just wonder, like, I don't know if the fox was anything but like a strange fox who decided to travel with Garwin, saw that he was a prince or Mm -hmm. saw that he was like a really good person and was like, actually don't do this. You will die, you know? Um, But then again, to Brian's point, like, but the point is that he's keeping his promise, you know, despite all that, he's keeping this promise to this otherworldly, like natural, uh, natural feeling. Matt, did you just watch this at home, or did you go to the movies too? I know that you watched. One no, before. I um, I watched it because they did a twenty four did like a um, a rental th- right? a rental thing this weekend for people online. It was originally just going to be like a two hour window on one uh-huh. day, but then they were like, "That's really stupid," so they yeah. did it for the whole weekend. <laughs> uh, I paid nineteen ninety nine, rented it off of uh, Amazon, and. I don't regret it because, like I said, I've been trying to see it, but, like, my local theaters just don't have good times for me. Like, mm-hmm. I was hoping there would be, like, a, a 10 a.m. showing during the week, and I could go see it before work or something. But there's it, they always started. They had, like, two showings, one at, like, 2.30 and one at That's 7. Sun- so all they're showing is Jungle Cruise. Yeah. yeah so it's, like, they just couldn't get to the theater. So I still uh, paid my way. Uh, I was just going to say, like, the way that the Green Knight sounds in theater is incredible. I'm, he I'm sounds sure like a the, tree. Like, it's so yeah. cool. Like, all like, the sound effects and stuff. The Everything. Foley work is awesome. Yeah, it's so great. Um, I love the scene with St. Winifred, too. I, it's, like, Riley funny. Um, like, he asks, like, you know, what will you do if I rescue your head? And, and she's just like, why would you ask me that? Why would you ever ask me that? And he's just like, I never mind. And he dives into the lake. Well, I, I I think that's part of like his learning process because like he's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> I don't know. And like to me, the the vision at the end of him going back and like you know getting knighted and becoming king and all that—that's his life if he continues to be a scumbag. Yeah. And it's like him making a choice to change. Like, no, I'm following through on this, even though I could easily get out of this. Who the fuck is ever gonna know I did this wrong? Right. Um. So I, I don't know. Yeah. That's another. That's interesting because you're right. He is kind of a dirtbag. Um, and he doesn't have a story to tell. Like, you know, he doesn't really know how to be chivalrous or how to be a knight. Really and like, part problem. of me wonders if he's going originally starting to like go on this trip hoping that it will result in him being magically chivalrous and i think like part of it is like no you have to make that choice and part of it is make like literally actively choosing to be a better person and not a piece of shit yeah no that's a really great point like so because like dev patel like he doesn't 
he acts kind of confident like the, when he first leaves Camelot, and it's only mm-hmm. when everything starts going wrong that he's just like, I'm just gonna go home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just wonder, like, what what do you think he was feeling like on the way out? Like, was he he was terrified because like the, even the titles. And I love the titles in here because as we mentioned, the movie is a series of vignettes and then each vignette has a really beautifully like title screen to it. Like on like, like I mentioned, like on meeting St. Winifred, it's like a really beautiful Gothic, like lettering pops up on screen or, um, the journey home, for example, that becomes like a different story. It's almost like a different title screen that pops up and, and it, it feels like he has different motivations or like, like I'm just curious, like what do you, like what was he thinking? It was just like I'm gonna, because he was scared, and then he leaves, and he's like kind of confident when he when he speaks to um, the thief, and but but it, that quickly vanishes it. So I was just I'm curious, like what do you guys think? Like was he was he scared the whole time? Was he, I don't know. Was I he just like he hoping to get out of it? I think he was somehow? fairly. Yeah, I think originally, he set off just like. Um... Like, you know, like, he's not even going to find the place. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure, yeah. You Like, he's just going to he's just gonna go out and be like, yeah, I couldn't find it. I, uh, Christmas Day passed, and I was like, fuck it, you know? But then everything started, like, you know, going wrong, and then he couldn't help but to not he kept keep stumbling in the right direction, I guess, because, like, he's fairly lost for most of it, you know? Like, yeah completely lost and at one point obviously um hallucinating on bad mushrooms and uh, infection <laughs> in his hand so right um yeah i mean it's a great great movie I, I want more movies like this where it's like you know this i mean this is a tale that's 700 plus years old right i mean like this is and it's written by nobody that nobody knows it's an un um it's an anonymous penned story some somebody in france because that's where all of the arthurian legends come from it's like french guys talking about what a british allegedly british king did and his fellow knights did forever ago um so i want more things like this like these older tales that are told in this like weird mystical way mystical like and like very like nature sense where it's just like you know like this movie's like beautiful just being in the forests and stuff it's just like great scenery so Mm -hmm. yeah what's your favorite scene in the movie brian go first um I kind of like at the end with the fox, like right before he gets to the chapel, the fox just like starts like fucking talking. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and it's just like, don't do this. You have to leave. And he's like, I think it's like voicing all of his inner fears. And it's like a real choice he has. Like literally the universe is openly telling you turn around and go. And he's still making the decision to go. I do like everything with, the lord because joel edgerton is just eating he was that shit up oh my god yeah. yeah he was very good like he's not quite hamming because like no. it's not a hamming movie but he's literally he's definitely eating up his role like he has like a booming voice oh that was so I really great. like it was so loud he has like, a great line it was really cool too because like you see like he's hunting like 
beasts like the one yeah. there's like like it's not like a deer like it's like some crazy like the movie is it's so gigantic yeah and it doesn't even focus on it. it's just like in the background and it's just like this thing it's just like it does you know i like i like i like um I like the beginning a lot too just like when the green knight enters the the that whole scene in the the hall you know it's awesome yeah he he enters in and then there's a really great scene where arthur looks over to merlin because like merlin oh, yeah. doesn't have a speaking role merlin like he, like, he just let like him come through yeah he just like goes into his merlin zone like yeah. i would love to see a movie if david lowry did like a prequel to the green knight some a merlin tale cast yeah. some crazy guy to play a young merlin um that that i love everything about the beginning of the movie from uh him waking up like being fucking wasted his mom <laughs> yelling at him and then they go to the the round table and then the, i love the conversation he has with guinevere um at the beginning that's a great take i, I do want to say like one thing about I, I i love i love the scenes in the in the lord's ha- castle um it's so much so many cool shots uh I, I, and there's a really great line that the the Lord said that I wanted to mention, um, where he's just like, "So when you do this, you're going to gain honor, and that's going to make you a completely different mm, person." And right, Garwin's yeah. like, "Yes," and it's like, "Well, I would have loved to have seen this new person that you're going to be when you do this, just like yeah. that. But maybe we'll miss the person you were before." And I thought that's such a great like, that's a great like rejoinder. Like, why the fuck do you even do any of this, right? But apparently, mm-hmm. it's meaningful, right? Um, yeah, I, I really liked, and it was like, it was so like bizarre. But when he like comes trying to get the, he like ejaculates, like literally ejaculates when he's trying to get the copy of the uh, of the girdle, the, the magical girdle, yeah. And Alicia Vikander, who plays the sorceress in the Lord's Castle. It's just like, you're no knight, you're not chivalrous at all, or you don't have virtue at all. And you, as the viewer, are meant to think, oh, it's because he, like, ejaculated. And I don't think that's what it is. I think it's because he went to get the magical charm instead of facing his fears of the Green Knight later. Mm. And I love I loved that, like, you can have that, like, dual, dual reading, um, if that makes sense. Where it's like, he's not, she's not chastising him because he's like lusting after her he's chastising her because he wants that sash so badly and that's what causes him to freak out and run away and i love the scene in the forest with the giant boar that the lord killed like to your point matt like that thing is so gigantic um that that the lord is killing and hunting um did did you say your uh what was your part again brian you mentioned this it was the it was that right end. before he gets to the, the chapel yeah. where the fox is like literally talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, in my mind, it's like he's hallucinating because it, it, his old self is trying to find any way to get out of it, any excuse. And like, here's a magical talking fucking fox yeah, who earlier you you know, you helped. Bail out. Yeah. Right. And who earlier like communicated with giants or whatever, like this supernatural fox, that's a great excuse to get out of Dodge, but... Yeah. To- totally. I um I was gonna say about that part. I I really was sad when he like got made chase the fox away. I was like, maybe oh, yeah. will, he, will he come back? Like, and no, you <laughs> never see him again. It was, it was yeah. really. I, Always you know, sad when they when humans chase away animals. Yeah. Um, 
My favorite scene in the movie is probably the interaction with St. Winifred, but we've already talked about it. I, I do want to say, like, I thought the scene with the Giants was fucking cool. And, like, watching that in a movie theater was awesome. That was very neat. Yeah. I don't think I would have gotten as much out of it watching it at home. But, yeah, the, in the movie theater, it was just like, holy shit. This, okay. This this thing is, is I have no idea what this means, but this is really cool. Yeah. And then, like, I loved, um, like, I've never seen a giant nursing a baby, which yeah, I thought was, was kind of a... Yeah, like it's just like it's something that's like clearly obvious because they're humanoid creatures. But like, I didn't even know. Like, it was just like one of those things. It's just like this is happening, and they walk away into the sunset, and Garwin will never see them again. You know, and he's just like fucking hauling ass across this valley, like starving and alone. Um, man, it makes me want to go to Scotland so bad. Like those shots are so <laughs> beautiful. Like the Scottish Highlands, everything was shot on location. Like it's all like a bunch of Irish and Scottish castles. It was it was magical just to take a look at it. Um, anything else before we pivot to Evangelion Thrice Upon a Time? I just, I hope they continue making movies like this. Yeah. I looked up the numbers. It did not do very good I'm versus sure. its budget. Uh, I'm uh, sure. At didn't. least, be- luckily for us, like A24 doesn't seem to be going anywhere or slowing down. So, I think they're really in it for the awards. Like, yeah. I bet if this gets a ton of awards, like, I, like, I, None I of like their movies to... have really been doing gangbusters per se, but they're they all do really enough, well received. Right? Yeah, like they—they're all like ten out of ten. It's like, um, did it at least make back its budget, or no? Probably not. I imagine this budget because like budget was fifteen million. That's not that much. So if it at least yeah, did... it looked. I think it made sixteen million, but I don't think that usually doesn't count the marketing budget. Mm. Oh sure. Um, man, what a great Hollywood movie. accounting man. Yeah. Uh, and, and so yeah, anything else for Evangelion time? I don't have you're anything gonna, else really to say. All right, cool. Are you gonna stick with us, Brian? Or are you gonna head out? I'm gonna try. Okay. Well, then we'll we we'll won't get too lost. We'll we'll try not to get do, too lost. Do just uh you know let let the spirit move you. Okay. Okay. So Matt, let's look like we did before. Like, did you like this movie? I did like this I movie. F- I liked it more than the other. Well, I don't know. I liked it more than the other movies. I liked it a lot, yeah. I like this movie too. And I think I only like this movie because I am emotionally invested in Evangelion. <laughs> but otherwise, I would not have enjoyed I it. I feel like there is a lot of that. But then I thought about it. Because like, it took me a lot of to like it more. But then, like, um, and bef- I, f- I saw somebody explain something about the ending that really clicked, and I just, um, it made me appreciate it more, and I, was, I, I like it a lot more than I did last week when I said that I watched it. Okay. Um, so, let's do a brief, as much as we can, synopsis, because I think we need to just, like, level set what we think happened, and we can dig into the movie. Um, so 14 years have passed since, like, the fourth impact, which is, I mean, listeners, if you're still here and you haven't watched this shit, like, I can't help you. Like, you should, (laughs) like, you can listen, but, like, none of this is going to mean anything. But, so, so, Nerve and Willa, led by Masato, in a terrible outfit, 
She looks like a fucking nutcracker. Sorry. It's terrible. A nutcracker with shades. I love how shades. super serious it is. Yeah. Um, they're in an eternal war for the fate of my, mankind. Um, and Shinji, who is our main character, uh, is still a huge loser. But Mari and Asuka are, like, going around the world and liberating areas of the world post-near Third Impact. Um, and, like, creating these villages. And there's a really nice point. Because, like, after the third movie, Shinji, Asuka, and Rei are stranded, right? In the middle of the apocalypse. And they're not infected by the LCL fields or anything like that. They're rescued by Shinji's classmates... Who have all aged, because, like, they weren't pilots. So they've all aged. They're all in, like, their 30s. I really like this part of the movie. It's the best part of the movie, when they Mm -hmm. take him to the village, and they're, like, trying to, like, they're trying to integrate Rei, Asuka, and Shinji back into society. So if you think about it historically, your main cast have always been these three people, and they've all been cripplingly damaged in different ways. Um, Asuka can only get her sense of self like, the only time people seem to want her is when she's piloting an Ava mech. So she does it. Um, Shinji is looking for his father's approval, but his father doesn't give him any approval. So he just withdraws into himself and is a depressive shell. And then Rey uh, doesn't know anything about human emotions because she's actually a clone, which isn't known. Yeah, she's an um, empty slate. Right, she's an empty slate. And, like, f- have, watching these people, like, find their way in this, like, peaceful village, like a normal human village for like 40 minutes of this two hour and 30 movie like 30 minute movie is fucking awesome it's the best part of the movie and and it has some really good uh like nature like yeah in, like shots like animation like because they're they're living very uh r- rustic in a way even though they're being protected. i mean it's a post-apocalypse like yeah. there's no city here yeah. right it's like it's just it's like a it's a rural i mean this village. is literally like some of the like last like two percent of people probably alive you know right right they're just centered here in wherever they are or they're in japan somewhere there yeah um, um in this village i there's so many beautiful touches like i love um the juxtaposition of the apocalypse and this nature field so like this is like it's like a it's like a circle it's being protected from the encroaching apocalypse so there's like floating like trains like they're spinning like you know just Right outside yeah, gravity the walls of the just villages. doesn't mean anything, and right. Um, but it's like just supposed like against like a pregnant cat, which is so cute. Like it, the, the cat's just like haltingly like living underneath this like train that's defunct. Um, I really like the interactions between Toji's wife and Ray, or not, and, and like Toji's wife is just like, well, we say goodbye when we say we want to see each other again, you know. We say good morning when we're happy to see each other in the morning. And, like, she's just, like, teaching Ray like, what it means to have human emotions. And it's juxtaposed by, like, Shinji, who's feeling extreme guilt for causing the near-third impact and causing the apocalypse, literally alone, starving himself to death on some ruins, and he's sobbing the Mm -hmm. entire time as, like, Ray is, like, becoming a human. Shinji, who is a human... Is just like divorcing himself from reality, and Asuka the whole time is just like I'm just here to pilot a mech. If you need me to get into a mech, I'll ha- hang in there. Um, I, but otherwise, I'm gonna like look like fucking jailbait in uh, panties and a yeah. military blazer um, the whole time. 
but it's fine. She's hilarious. technically twenty-eight. Even yeah, though she's it's 14. okay. She's twenty-eight. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, from the village, they are picked up to do the final assault on Nerve headquarters at right. the site of Second Impact. Um, where there's a clashing of dimensions or something. There is yeah. There is an anti-universe. They <laughs> yeah, they it. called the anti-universe. The anti-universe. There's a lot of jargon in this movie, by the way. Fucking crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. There's. Um, I I've watched all of Neon Genesis like a couple times. I pretty. I understand a lot of the uh, technical stuff, but they keep adding, adding more, more jargon. Like, it's insane. It's funny almost. Like, just. Do you think that's where Kingdom Hearts got their jargon from? Where they keep adding shit to Organization Thirteen? Oh yeah. Because like there's a lot of Neon Genesis in within Kingdom Hearts for sure, man. Um, and so they go and they assault it, and Mari, who plays a huge role in this movie, but right. is literally created to sell figurines, and like that was acknowledged in the first movie. Somehow, I mean, they they I retconned her into having a meaning to the story. Bizarrely, uh, it's not yeah. even it's not even revealed. It's revealed in like two. F- small frames like a picture and you have to sort of piece it together yourself right like Um, she was the creator of the lcl fluid essentially and she's um doesn't age because she was the person who created it so it like affected her so like that's why she she's always been she was like the original i guess so it's like she's the original pilot effectively yeah Or, or like even like maybe even an angel but then they assault it, and then they they struggle to get through Nerve um, headquarters because like Nerve has been able to create an army of Avas, and it's like thousands of Avas. I yeah. hated this part. This so, is like, a little ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was like a because it's the same game. Ava copy and pasted. Yeah, over and, and over again. It it just is like it's like dialed to uh, twelve, not even eleven. Like this is. This is where it was kind of hard to keep going, you know. And the the dialogue gets worse and worse. Yeah, it's just um, nothing but jargon this entire yeah. time. But Shinji then says, "Like, I will help. I don't want to see my friends die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it." Like he, by the end of his time in the village, he's been engaging with society. Ray says something that's really sweet, where it's just like, "Why is everyone so nice to me?" Like he yells that at, at her. And she's just like, well, we like you. Like, we care about you. And he's yeah. just like, okay. People care about me even after I pretty much triggered the apocalypse. My dad's not the end-all, be-all of this shit. I want to go talk to my dad. Um, and it's like from one of the worst action scenes in Ava history where it's a bunch of jargon. I have no idea what's happening. They're piercing through, like, the human reality to then what is effectively, like, to stop the merging of human consciousness and the human instrumentality project, which is all Shinji's father wants to do, is merge all of human consciousness so he can be with his wife because he's that much of a fucking, like, simp. Yeah. He, Shinji fights his dad in one of the coolest sequences in all of Evangelion, where yeah. it's a scene-for-scene different interactions that Shinji's had where he's felt, like, shame. So it's in the classroom or in his home or... Like at the train station, and they're fighting each other in like they're mimics. Like, they're in a in a space and time where you can't perceive anything, so 
the universe just creates what you are feel you know like his memories his feelings and right and then he's like having this like i guess i i don't know i really didn't like gendo i never uh, gendo's gendo like, sucks yeah yeah he sucks big time all his lines are terrible there's a um, line i wrote it down just for the podcast where it's like he shinji yells at him dad you have to stop doing this and he's like no i can't i have deeds and he like enunciates <laughs> deeds and it's like yeah i, I see you have deeds and it is just evangelion especially the, the the original anime and end of evangelion have a really like it's a dense script but it's really well translated this is a really badly translated script. Yeah. It's shocking, like, how, like, the Japanese does not translate to English very well. But I did like that scene um, of, of them fighting in the classroom, fighting at home, and they're in these mechs. Like, they're in the Ava mechs, and they're fighting, and it's really awesome, and they're mimicking each other's blows. And then Shinji finally gets it. It's just like, okay, we are the same. Like, you and me, we both had the same trauma, um, like I was abandoned by you and then you felt like you've been abandoned by the world. And then Gendo has this terrible monologue about like how he always felt alone until he met. Yeah. Shinji's. He's a big incel dude. He's a huge incel. Yeah. Um, I never he's thought such that's an where incel he was going to go. He would like literally create the apocalypse, like in an in, in infinite time loop until so he can get back to the one woman who touched him, yeah. his wife who right. dies. Which is embarrassing, um, and then and then Shinji's like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but then Gendo and Shinji realize that like, well, Shinji's mother is in Shinji Yui, literally, and then there and and then like Gendo is just like, okay, well, let's kill each other, I guess, you know, and they're about to kill each other, and then Shinji's mother comes out of Shinji as a mech. And then they kill each other, and it ends the apocalypse. And then Shinji is, like, locked away. He rescues Asuka, who's been absorbed during this whole thing. And Mari says, like, I will rescue you, Shinji. And he gets rescued by by Mari, like, some indeterminate amount of time later. It could have been millions of years. Yeah, I don't know how, like, that was crazy. Yeah, because he just, he's, like, sitting there on the beach, like, as reality right. is just destroyed being destroyed right right it's just like going away from him and it's like it's you know like it's not the apocalypse it's just like um the literal reverse of the big big bang like yeah and somehow mari is able to navigate through that to rescue him yeah Yeah. um because i think that was a plan her plan all along she must have known like something, uh, she she was in on something that she didn't ever. Well, f- like so, uh, Futsuka Futsuka who's like Gendo's right hand man, calls mm-hmm. Mari like Mari Iscariot, yeah. like she's some sort of like divine being, and so right. I don't I did not understand that point, but like they they res- she rescues him, and then Shinji's just like I want to have a normal life, and so, so he just recreates re- he recreates it, reality, yeah. yeah. And so like both him and Mari are together as a couple. They both age, so, like they're young adults. He sees Rei, Asuka, and Kaoru, who we haven't talked about. Kaoru, a literal angel, who's a huge part of this movie, right? Um, he's, like it's there's so many like he's um he's an angel that just keeps I don't know like he's. It, there's well, definitely and, like 
I think it's I think it's a Kaoru and Shinji are two sides of the same coin. So like if there's two universes, like Kaoru's coming from that other universe as a reflection of Shinji, and he and it explains the multiverse theory. Yeah. Where it's just like Shinji, you've been here before. I've seen you do this over and over again. Yeah. And this is the one time where it doesn't end up like end of Evangelion with the world right. ending. Yeah. And it's the one time he's able to actually confront his father, get through the instrumentality piece, be willing to sacrifice himself and then be rescued by someone who we don't really know about um, in Mari, which is a weird choice. But Kaoru's there at the end as an adult as well in like modern Tokyo. And the movie, and I love this part, how it ends, the movie from modern to- from the anime version of Tokyo uh, fades and as the as the camera transition, it transitions from anime to the real world, and then the movie ends that way. From like a drone shot. From a drone shot, yeah. And um... so, saying all that, uh, we both like the movie. Where does this rank in like this? Given the thirty years of Evangelion, right? And how all everything we said was bullshit. Did you? Is this what you wanted? I feel like it's it, it finally just finally feels complete. It because does feel like, done. Yeah. The way End of Evangelion... I mean, End of Evangelion is still... I mean, it's still a masterpiece in my, It's way my, better than this I'm, movie. Yeah. It's, it's way it's, better than this movie. Not only it's cinematography, it's animated, like, so well. Like, all the movement from all the characters feel so light, like realistic this the fight scene between um the uh a uh Ashka and the um the dummy plugged um avas units are yeah. is still one of the best like animated fight scenes it's just like, it's ridiculous. nihilistic like, but watching like Oscar get eaten alive is like eerily beautiful well, yeah and then it just like yeah it's it's crazy how um that movie is especially the ending and i i love the the song mm-hmm. um in end of evangelion uh comps it's a, it's a german name i can't but i i just there's so much about that but then this it it the way end of evangelion ends it's like it's uh, nihilistic it's yeah. like miserable how it ends and you can see i mean end of evangelion takes place like within this story still yeah um yeah just a little different um and then this is a like you know a feels like a natural progression to where everything would happen after end of evangelion because it would eventually kind of even if it repeats itself hundreds of times it would come to this moment at some point which it does Shinji would eventually get it yeah Yeah. he would eventually not be so terrified um, (laughs) and he would engage and Um, um uh, the one, the thing that I read online, what the person said was, um, you know, he, the world that he created, is our world, and it, it, it makes me like look at like, well, we're looking at so much like shit happening all over our world, but like, our world is um, that, the the perfect world that like Shinji made for his friends to live in. It's it's our world, so like mm-hmm. we need to like take heed to like. You know, uh, not to get religious or anything, but like, however, this all came to be, we need to respect it a lot more than we do. Yeah, I, I, I like. That. I do I, believe that like Anno is like a, a staunch environmentalist, and there is an right. environmental like message to you know Genesis somewhere. 
I mean, it's explicit in this movie with yeah. like the village scenes where and, he's like talking about like trying the water to reverse, source of all life. Yeah. yeah, reverse what's happened to the planet and stuff. And and uh, I mean, he's facing... an environmentalist in Shin Godzilla when he directed Shin Godzilla. Right. Like, it's a huge environmental message mm-hmm. in that too. So that is really good. I never thought about it that way. That's a really great point. So um, yeah, there's just like, and it's all wrapped up in this just like at the end of the day you can strip this fucking thing down to a bare bones mech anime anime yeah but like there's <laughs> just because like when it gets down to the mech stuff it, it's just like it excels at that like you know parts so, of it i didn't like though like i love the one-on-one duel like i mentioned with with it, with Shinsu, but like with shinji and, and Gendo, out of but control it, out of control with like the thousands of 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 ava units like that was so bizarre Right, um, it, like I didn't like that. Like at, at the end of the day, char- was the was the Bray head very jarring to you? All the 3D was terrible. Yeah, there's like, no way to make 3D look good with 2D in that. It was t- it was so bad. I would say this is a valiant effort because it's like, the best I've seen. A lot of times they do have like the 2D Avas juxtapositioned against the 3D and and the yeah yeah yeah. I, I I love that they had the interaction between Sh- Shinji and Gendo. I would have... What I really wanted... I didn't need these rebuild movies, to be honest. What I really wanted was, like, another movie, like, r- soon after End of Evangelion, that sort of gave that confrontation with Shinji well, and I his dad. Well, I feel like they didn't have to do the first two no. rebuild movies. Like, the last... Like, the, 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 the third one third and the fourth and the one fourth, yeah. could have been... That story, and even um, um, Miss Mia, for any intents and purposes, could have been written into, like, a sequel, like a true sequel to End of Evangelion, which doesn't make sense to have a true sequel to a movie that's called The End. But, because, like, I I sort of do, like, a weird headcanon where I just sort of mash them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, I, I don't I don't think it's weird. I think it's like yeah. how it's intended now, right. to be honest. Especially um, in how um, it does just... It is like a, it's like a weird remix, you know? Yeah. It's not a reboot. It's hard to call it a reboot, you know? It, it feels exactly what Final Fantasy R remake is. Like Final Fantasy VII R. It's just... It, it's the same thing, where these worlds are definitely connected. Like, this is definitely like another retelling of the story um but it's changing the outcome in an outcome that's like hopeful like whereas yeah end of i feel like it's the original intention but... because if you watch the series the series does end hopeful the tv series ends on hopeful kind of i mean it's it's hopeful for shinji but there's yeah. no conclusion as to, to what happens well to yeah the there's world, no conclusion the to like part. what's going to happen next because right. there clearly is more to happen but then, like, when you look at the history of, um, and when, you know, you talk about, like, fan outrage and um, people, like, not accepting endings, like, this apparently mm-hmm. did not go over well in Japan at all. And Ano didn't take the um, abuse, abuse well. well. I mean, he te- he did get, like, he literally got death threats, which in End of Evangelion, there's scenes where Shinji is going through a spiral of the worst kind of down dooming you can and there's literal like screenshots 
of these death threats that that flash and and it's like he's like he throws it in people's faces like you all like didn't like the ending so here's a fucking ending that's pretty much like so fucking like end of evangelion is kind of made with like spite (laughs) yeah and then this is him being able to go back and be like this is actually no like sorry for that but this is what i really meant Mm -hmm. um but they both work together then they do no it's 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 clever how they did it um i wish it's bizarre for a set of movies that were announced in like 2002 right. and only now like and like finished do you um, remember even back when there was the rumors of the evangelion like the live action yeah that was in 2001 but yeah. like in 2002 he announced that they were going to make these rebuild movies mm-hmm. and they started releasing them in 2007 so it's like that's like a five-year gap which i think is kind of reasonable like the gap between three and four as we've mentioned before is i just nonsense. wonder why what the why the production was so sp- I think it's hard to write this movie, like given the I think script. It was, yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a bad script. Like it's bizarre, but as I'm gonna say, watch it's bizarre it in Japanese because I watched. You it think it'll be better? American. I, I don't, man. I I've watched Neon Genesis a lot, and I've watched it American. I've watched it Japanese, and like I'm getting to the point where I, I don't really like, unless I really don't want to be reading. I don't like um, English and the English ones. That's so interesting. I love the softness of Sinji's voice in the English one. He feels so much more like a child. I guess the one thing I would say, like this violates like a central tenet of, and I was saying this in our in our in our uh, messenger chat, Matt. But like, I have to say, I think I like Attack on Titan more, like just generally, because Attack on Titan, like what happens in that story is bleak. Um, but it's bleak because it's due to deep-seated racism, frankly, you know? Yeah. Whereas what happens here, it's like people are being dicks to a kid for no apparent reason, and they don't want to talk to him as an adult or, like, as a person. And it causes, like, all these unintended consequences that literally doom humanity. Whereas, like, what dooms humanity in Attack on Titan is uh, your Humans. racial prejudice against mm. a group, you know? Right. And that's something that I can I can empathize with. Um, because we see it all the time in, in, in our real life. Like, I can't, I can't knock that as a reason for why bad things happen. And so it's like Attack on Titan is definitely, it's definitely only exists because of Evangelion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really glad I watched this movie. It has some amazing scenes that are the best things that Evangelion has ever done. Uh, and it has some of the worst things that Evangelion has ever done. Yeah. I, like it's it's so uneven, and I I'm really happy about this movie. I joke that it's ten out of ten suns. It's not. It's, but to parts of it are like parts of it are amazing. I feel like so, you just you want to say it's ten out of ten just because it's a relief to to know that this is finally over. Fucking with. over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And That's that true. like you can just if, there, if they true. try to do some bullshit down the line, you could just kind of ignore it. Yeah. No, I I, I hear you. That that's fair. I mean, like I do, like I I feel the same way. Like I I want to say ten out of ten, but I don't like I don't think I'm gonna rewatch this anytime soon. Whereas with like when I first watched like End of Evangelion, I I couldn't stop. Like I watched it again like the next day. It it was impossible to watch that and think like this is how it ends. Like my God, like <laughs> yeah, like oh, like that's brave. Like I love the the balls of it. Like. Um... Did you feel like you needed these rebuilt movies? Like, if you think about them as a whole, do you, like you feel like if they never they like exist? like like Brian said this with um, 
Last of Us 2. Like, if Last of Us 2 never came out, it would still, like, it. that's completely fine. You know, right. like, if these never came out, where end of Evangelion, how it ends with end of Evangelion, that, to me, is still a completely fine way for something like that to just be, like, done with, you know? Right. Like, this is it, like, because it, it, it makes it, but, like, with this, I mean, this is also fine, you know? Like, because it doesn't, it didn't shit the bed too bad. If it, it shit the bed really bad, um, and, like, I left the, well, I didn't leave the theater, but I stopped watching, yeah. I, I stopped the stream on Amazon and just was like, ugh, you know, mm-hmm. it would be different. But I stopped, I was like, you know, that was, that was all right, you know? I, and, like... I'm trying to think, like, how would I introduce Evangelion to my kids? Like, if I if I had a kid, I would love for them to watch it. And I just don't know how. Like, I would have how would to, they consume it? I would... You, you would have to get them into, like... I feel like you have to get them into, like, kaiju and robot stuff first. And be like, would you want to, like... Step one. Yeah, really? Do you, like, like, do you I, want to then, like... I felt like I wasn't in that stuff when I devoured the anime and I devoured End of oh, Evangelion. And like, were you if really you're like a fucking Gundam, fourteen year old, were you into Gundam before or after Neon Genesis? Probably. I don't know. It's too long ago. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Um, yeah, because like, you know, like I have a history of like really being into the kaiju genre. So mm. like, Neon Genesis is a like the beginning at least like the first 10 episodes it's a flavor of the week kaiju versus robot you know and and you know it's bizarre how digestible those first like 10 or so episodes are oh yeah like Like, the first episode is almost like the perfect like to me it's like that's a quintessential introduction to a kaiju robot universe you know And, and introducing you into the to the antagonist of an anime you know like shinji is like a very tropey character mm-hmm. and uh you know like just yeah i think about it all the time like that first episode and the way the way it ends before the action starts like right like as, as typically you would think the first episode would end with the hero like having a bit of action but it doesn't mm-hmm. so yeah I feel like I that know. would be like, a way to get... Or you just fucking dive right in and just be like, bam. I would think I'd dive right in, but I kind of want to, like, change my internet settings so that they can't learn about these rebuild movies. Hmm. Like, if they just watched it and then, like, watched it end, like, with End of Evangelion at the age of 14, like I did, it's like, cool. You did it. Like, that's, that's like, a really good experience. Like, I don't... I feel right. enriched by this enriched experience, but, like... I'm also someone who had, like, a difficult relationship with his dad. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that's an insane thing. Like, maybe I'm feeling things that are not really there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it, it happened. It's a movie. It's hard for me to go back and watch it. I could you, I can't even imagine doing, like, a Backseat Boys episode. No. It's, it's, um, it's terrible. Like, I can't even, like, you can't follow it. I watched um, the audio commentary for an End of Evangelion with the uh-huh. um, directors of the... Uh, North American production and that was uh, fairly interesting but also just yeah like um, I couldn't like I said I don't really see myself watching this movie again anytime soon or like I, I can close Neon Genesis like I, unless right. 
Megan wants to watch it at any point in time. Um, I'm probably not going to revisit. Mostly because, like, um, I'm older now and watching a lot of the um, teenage sexuality stuff uh, is, uncomfortable. is uncomfortable to me. Yeah. Yep. I don't need to, like, somebody counted, or I forget what YouTuber counted, but they counted the number of um, ass shots. shots. And uh, there's a lot of butt shots. Like, there's, it seems like Anna went out of his way to make characters be in uniforms that are, like, every character, every female in this movie, except for Masato and Ritsuko, are, like, in these um, very tight jumpsuits. And they do, like, lots of bending over and the camera for some reason is always like because that's the funny thing about it being animated is like that has to be like a super conscious decision because they have to draw all that right you can't say it was a mistake of the filming like yeah like the butt was just there in the frame the butt they made the butt in the frame they made the entire frame to be around the butt so that you know like i said that stuff just kind of like i mean it's the maybe maybe they get the only way they get paid is if they get enough figurine cells yeah that that too uh, yeah that's all that's, i have to say about it brian what are your thoughts yeah what do you think of that after hearing all that this makes even less sense than the way you guys described it last time yeah i'm extremely confused well uh and last time i, I didn't anything. get into any spoilers so well you get to have uh 26 episodes and Five movies. Because you wouldn't watch Rebirth, right? Rebirth, I would not suggest anybody watching because it's just, it's literally just talking. And like clips right. from the show. It's clips from the ad, from the show, right? So like, yeah. You yeah, don't need you to have, watch it at all. You have 26 episodes and five movies, Brian, so get to it. Yeah. Come back to us next week. Uh, yeah, I'll do my best. 